Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Last week, the party began to deal with the aftermath of the Orc Siege. Kit and Bizdira went out to search for any missing kobolds, and found several, most of them, unfortunately, having been attacked and killed by orcs or wild beasts. Meanwhile, Bria spent her day attuning to the shield that they got from the orc shaman, and after eight long hours of meditation, opened her eyes and informed Flick that the item was called the Fire Shield Key. What new powers does Bria have access to? What will the party decide to do next once the memorial service for the kobolds lost in the siege is complete? And just how many tears will be shed by characters and listeners alike for Meepo and Dranks' companion, who I feel like we should name at this point, since like we're about to have a service for her. Yeah, yeah her, so name is, her name is Tess. Aww, so Tess. let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hi. Hi. That's such a sweet little name, Hi. too. That is a it sweet is name. A sweet I like name. it. Isn't it nice? It's only one S, though. Cobalt Tess is just one Ooh, S. Ooh, I, I like, like it. it. Yeah, yeah. So how are we doing this week? I know last week was sort of heavy by the end. A lot of dead NPCs, but such is the cost of adventuring. It doesn't have yeah. to be. You it's true. You didn't have to yeah. write it that way. <laughs> you want to make an omelet, you got to crack some eggs, am I right? You know? Sorry. <laughs> Let's move along. Tell me about this just called key. the kobolds Tell eggs. Tell me about the curse. I was about to say, I think we need to know about the key now. All right. So much like with the shimmer scale. I have... Uh, Infinite hit points. Incorrect. Much like with the Shimmer Scale, the very first thing that you realize is that you are constantly and intimately connected to the shield. Even when you're not looking at it, you, much like Kit, much like Flick is with the Shimmer Scale, you're always able to determine exactly where it is, how far it is from you, if it's moving, which way it's moving. And you can also use your action just like Flick can with the scale to extend your senses and see out five feet in all directions from the shield itself and you have any special senses that you have so you have your dark vision blah 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 um and you are blind to your own sight when you when you use this you also feel two little kernels of lesser awareness one of them is right next to you uh with flick and so you realize that that is the shimmer scale and the other is uh much further away, but also like with Flick, you would have to, you, once per day, you can use your action to essentially cast Locate Object, targeting the Shimmer Scale and the other key, wherever it is, to really get a good read on exactly where they are. Okay. So those are just like the Shimmer Scale. As I think we already mentioned, you intimately understand how to use this shield, and it, it sizes itself sort of like a buckler for you, so it's very small, it sort of fits on your forearm, so it's not going to impede your movement or anything else like that. So you have proficiency with shields as long as you're okay. attuned to it. Uh, like with any shield, it increases your armor class by two. Oh, like, I didn't even normal. think of that. Um, that was going to be a thing. I am so yeah, super useful. safe. No one's ever going to hit me again. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I don't believe that's true. You know what, Biz? You Yeah. Let her believe yeah. what Listen, she wants to believe. Truth bomb Let Biz over moment. here. Just saying. Just maybe not. <laughs> and the final the final power, I guess, Blow that you shit. Uh, uh, you do sort of get the sense Blow also shit. that the, oh, uh, what? Blow shit 
Oh, blow shit up. Much like with the Shimmer skill, you get a sense that there is a lot more power locked in this shield that you just don't have access to yet. But for right now, the uh, the other power that you have, we're going to call Blazing Retaliation. So Ooh. when you're hit, you can use your reaction, if you haven't already used it this turn or this round, to cause a burst of flame to sear your attacker doing 1d6 fire damage. That makes me very oh, happy. Shit. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, That's so fun. Isn't yeah. that fun? Um, <laughs> that sound, though. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the grudge has joined us. <laughs> yes. Yikes. Uh, all right. So at the moment, that is what the fire shield key bestows upon you. Cool? Awesome. Two thumbs awesome. way, way up. All right. Do you relay? <laughs> do you know? Do, do <laughs> I know? <laughs> I'm going to be like, you're, you slept too, right, Flick? I'm going to yeah. be like. You weren't no, sleeping. No, no, but before. But... So I'm going to be like. Like we took oh, a long I'm gonna, rest. Yeah. I'm gonna look at him, and I'm gonna be like, "Hit me!" Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think. Are Flick, you gonna do it? No, I don't think Flick's gonna play that game, <laughs> especially with unknown power that she now. I has. am going to roll yeah. persuasion just to see if I crit, and okay. I still have Frosty's hat on. Okay. <laughs> Since when? <laughs> no. Uh, it's a twenty. Not, Not natural. natural. Make him roll something against me. 20 adjusted? Yeah, I was about to say, what can I roll against her? Um, insight? Yes, insight, yeah. With not or you can, or you could do, Or you could do a wisdom save, since it's like trying to resist let's her do, persuasion. Let's do that, because that's more fun and interesting, because it's higher. Okay. <laughs> that's a 14. Yes, yes. So you're like, yeah, I, I think I should hit her. I want to know what she, why, like, this is a strange request from Bria. Oh, okay. I feel like I should do it. Yeah, I think I should. So I'm going to take out, I'm going to, mm, I want you to no. punch me. That's, like right in the face. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll do an unarmed uh, okay. strike. So it's your strength plus your proficiency. <laughs> <laughs> really? What'd you uh, get? So strength is a minus one plus uh-huh. my proficiency, which is uh, a two. Yeah. So that is um a total of three. <laughs> <laughs> so you're standing perfectly still and somehow he misses I'm gonna, you i'm gonna give one more shot at me because he has to hit me in order for me to use this right so you're like come on right, hit so me just hit me you're gonna yes he does you're gonna literally try okay. and help him hit you so i guess flick you can roll with advantage this time which is a weird but anyway yeah her encouragement i'm like yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna do it like- this time pulls it into her face but it's yeah. your ac is higher so that's harder <laughs> Um, so that is now a, a 13, which still doesn't hit. Was that with advantage? Yes! My strength <laughs> oh is my a God. minus one. No, he still doesn't hit you. Can I try to you. hit myself then? <laughs> no, 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 I don't think, I'm I don't think that works. What are my weapons? I have a mace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use my mace. What is happening? This is so weird. It's a good thing no one else is in there watching this. I want this. someone to walk in on this. I think this is going to hit a 17. Yes, finally. Okay. Yes, a 17 hits. Jesus Christ. All Should right. I roll damage? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, that's only two damage, so you're welcome. <laughs> okay. And a so the as you hit, the shield just lights up like bright red and a and just bursts with flame right in your face flick and does five damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> And right as the flame bursts, Hawks walks in and, like, freezes and says, I, uh, well, I've clearly come at a bad time. And just sort of backs out of the room. 
And Flake is going to be like, ow! Whoa, that's so cool! He's going like, to flip and out. I wanna, yeah, I want to high-five for sure. Yeah, don't, okay. we'll high-five. That's not an unarmed strike, though, so don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I should I should clarify, Bria, uh, also, because I don't think I said this when I first described it, that in order for you to be able to use Blazing Retaliation, you have to be hit with a melee attack. Like, the, the person has to be right up against you. Okay. Okay, so that happens and is weird, but sure. So what fun. are you two doing no, now? Gonna go get well, Hawks no, I'm going to stop. Ho- I'm going to go get Hawks again <laughs> and be like, no, 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 you can, you can stay. It's fine. Oh, okay. We're done. So We're done. she's she's confused, but she just says um, that we've we've reached a point in uh, the preparations that I, it would be best if you all, if you two were present, and also Bizdira and Kit and the rest. But I'm sure they'll be back soon. Um, Dranks also has uh, just arrived, and uh, well, I think you should probably. Uh, you should probably join us. Okay, I'll follow. So the two of you go and uh, back to the council chamber, and you see there, Dranks is there with Tessa's body. I will say a prayer to Denier in her honor, just very briefly. Yeah. And I will, um, hmm, it's Dranks. I was gonna, like, put my hand on him, but I don't think he's gonna like that very much. Um, mm. So I'll, like, try to catch his eye and just give him, like, a very somber nod. Yeah, of, he nods back. Yeah. So... Uh, Hux sort of tries to, you know, give, gives a respectful moment and then sort of tries to get things moving again and, and explains that sort of the generic preparations have been made, but now comes the part where you all need to be there to sort of decide who is going to lead what parts of the ceremony and how you're going to adapt it specifically to be for the group of kobolds and how you are now going to honor both Meepo and Tess as leaders of the tribe. So that conversation happens. Uh, unless there's something specific you all want to say about that now... So you all chat for a while and maybe an hour uh, or a little a little over an hour or so after that, you all are sort of solidifying some things, nailing some things down, and the scouting party returns with Bizdira and Kit. And uh, Bizdira and Kit, you all presumably go straight to the council chamber since, you know, you have a good idea that that's where at least the rest of the council will be gathered discussing plans. Sure. I think, um, I actually think I might want to stop in the chamber with the bodies, and put them in the uh, the chamber with Meepo first, so we're not dragging them all around the tunnels. And then I Fair will enough. go straight okay. to the right. council. All right. So you head to the you head to the sort of cold storage and uh, have the have the bag of holding disgorge the, Jesus, <laughs> the bodies. Um. Well, actually, I think instead of because they are the leaders, and I kind of want to sh- dignify them in a way. Um, I think I'm going to use both my second level spell slots to cast Gentle Repose on them both. On, um, on Meepo and Tess, you mean? Yes. Okay, um, Just so that they don't decay at all. Okay, um, I love that. And I, I don't know, I think it's a little bit more respectful. Just, I don't know. Sure, absolutely, I love that. So I'll do that at that time. All right, so you, uh, so... While they were gone then, uh, before Bria, uh, sorry, Bizdira and Kit got back, you had Meepo's body brought over sure. to the council chambers so that he was there with Tess, so that you could invoke Denier. And actually, uh, for what it's worth, although I don't, wait, is this true? Nope, never mind. And uh, you invoke the the uh, power of Denier, touch, touching each of them in turn, and for ten days, they are protected from decay, they cannot become undead. And also, effectively, extends the time limit on raising the target from the dead. Not that <laughs> Which you can do I that. can't do, sorry. <laughs> Correct. Um, so, uh, you place little copper pieces that you have, that you brought with you from 
home on each of their eyes and and tell everyone that those coins can't be moved for the duration of the spell or the spell will end. Perfection. All right. Uh, so then, uh, Kit, after you've dropped them off, you notice that Meepo's body was was not there with the others. You get back to the council chamber and see what's what's happened and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so anything in particular that you all want to uh, contribute or mention in terms of the memorial ceremony that will hopefully occur in uh, two days' time? So, like, not tomorrow, but the day after tomorrow. Nothing right now. Like, I don't want to okay. I don't want to mess with their... yeah stuff too much like i i want them to kind of take this because this is regardless of us saying like oh these are our people like they're not our people like their customs are their customs and i think that they should mourn in in their way yeah yeah and and i think i'm gonna ask you know do am i expected to lead this like as the leader of this tribe yes i think that's i think that's one of the things that you guys talk about and no one seems opposed to the idea, but also there are other thoughts that are tossed out there that each of the remaining council members will sort of play an equal part in leading the ceremony. It's sort of up to you guys. So one of the things I'm going to actually ask you guys to do is out of character. So just as players, help me create, sort of briefly, we don't have to go into a ton of detail, but help me create what this kobold funeral memorial service looks like. Okay. So, because Flick had asked whether he had to lead it by himself or whether it was going to be a group council effort. And and I think that's up to you guys. So out of character, what what are some of the elements to this service that you guys think uh, the kobolds would have as part of their traditions? Well, I think we already talked about uh, they burn the bodies, correct? I think so. Yeah. Does that make sense yeah. to you all? So yeah, p- I think so. Pyres. Yeah. So can we build, uh, can Varn build like a pyre in the middle that's shaped like the shimmer scale? Oh, yes, I love that. I think that's what they do. I think that there is always a couple of people who are prepared to build that shimmer scale shaped pyre where normally just the tribe leader would be laid to rest. Um, and in this case, you can put Meepo and Tess there. Um, so yeah, absolutely. What else? I love that. I picture a lot of sound. So I picture either like a bunch of like, like them all like singing the same note or like okay. mourning in their own way, which is like a very, um, I just like picture like everybody making sound at the same time. Yeah. So I don't know if that's everybody just like singing or if it's everybody just like making this like more like guttural noise or whatever it is. But like that, uh-huh. I picture that for sure. Right. Do they have what if like a go ahead like a ceremonial song to say goodbye to their leader? Because if that's the case, then Bizdira would like to learn it and play it on her banjo too. What if it's actually that they, as the fires start, I love this idea of sound. What if it's actually, because they're so, normally this ceremony is so deeply tied to the leader and the shimmer scale. And the shimmer scale is tied to that legend, if you all remember, about their draconic ancestor who bestowed this gift to them. So what if the tribe collectively makes the sound of a dragon in flight. So they have these sounds that they make that sound like leather wings flapping. Mm. Some of them make the sound like a dragon roaring. And it's just sort of this collective. I really like mm-hmm. this idea of sound. Like how, does, how does that feel? Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah. And then it's like the cool. dragon is like carrying their spirits away mm-hmm. with it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love like that. That feels that. like really okay. good on my goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you all could see Bria. She's just sort of like touching her shoulders where she's getting loose bumpy. <laughs> okay, great. I love that. Any other big, big aspects of it that we should talk about? Is there something we can throw on the fire to make it sparkle? Well, Flick could do that. Flick could add that. But do you mean, is that part of something that they normally do? Right. Because I, I, I don't, don't know. I don't think so. No? I don't know. 
I mean, maybe that's something that maybe that's not something that they normally do, but we can make it special. Yeah, I have a question, but also I don't want to yeah. mess with things right. too much. Do they? Yeah. Do they yeah, have yeah. some sort of um, stone or tablet or anything where they have like the names of their previous uh, leaders? Oh, you know, they don't in terms of like an actual plaque. Because if you'll remember, aside from Hawks, they're not awesome at record keeping. The tribe leader usually sort of like kept in his brain or her brain a fair amount of the lore. And then Hawks did keep some records. So Hawks has them written down, but there isn't, there isn't an extant plaque at the moment. No, I don't think so. I mean, that could certainly be something that you all add. Is there something that I can make with my Smith tools to like, um, either go back as far as like the shimmer scale as far as they have reference of and put like Meepo and Tess's name and all that on it as well but then as like a little side note say like this is to our fallen brethren who fell during battle um with their names yeah. as well yeah absolutely here's here's what i think you do i mean they don't have uh super sophisticated like smithy right. tools but they definitely have enough to create weapons and stuff because they have you know metal weapons so yes i think you absolutely can use your knowledge of smith's tools to create and I, I think it's shaped like the shimmer scale, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think you create this sort of metal plaque in the shape of the shimmer scale, and you can inscribe what you just described on it and sort of place it where? Where is it going to um, be? Hmm. I kind of want it out there for everybody because even the scouts were just regular cobalt that people lost. So I'd say I'd sure. put it in the re- arena. Maybe, maybe over the entrance yeah, to the arena. That works for me. Great. I love that. I love over mm-hmm. the main entrance, I should say. Okay. I love that. Uh, Flick, I think you had something that you wanted to toss in. Did you? No. I think um, I'm good. Okay. Great. Okay. So oh, I was yeah, just going to say, I feel like along with the sound, I'm envisioning uh-huh. particularly if they're making the sound of wings, they probably, there's like a movement, like a sort of dance that goes with it, like around mm-hmm. the pyre and maybe absolutely, to like, you know, get like move the smoke in a certain way. And like, it would be really cool if, I don't know if they normally do this, but I feel like it would be a cool touch for us if we have some sort of magic to shape the smoke into like the shape of like a dragon and then it flies away i don't know if it's possible i i love all of that it's definitely definitely not something yeah. that they normally do because the only the only cobalt who really has regular access to any sort of magic would have been the tribe leader but certainly something that you all could sort of add as a touch since this is a different ceremony um but i love the idea of of movement and circling the pyres and sort of because it's the entire tribe that's present i feel like there could be enough movement to sort of affect mm-hmm. the wind currents in the in the chamber yeah and i way. i like the movement and all of that because for the trials was it the trials or the leader ceremony where they like um they the reenacted yeah they reenacted mm-hmm. the yeah. orc and all of that so i like the idea of it being interactive mm-hmm. kind of you know yeah. i love that great okay I love all of those things. I think this is a really lovely ceremony that we have created. Look at us. We created a culture. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Okay. So you begin to make those preparations. You all are sort of left to deal with the things that are going to be slightly different. So, you know, Varn goes off and uh, because he was the one that built Kashak's pyre. So he goes to build Meepo and Tess's pyre uh, and sort of set some of his, I don't want to say underlings, but like students and apprentices and whatever to build the smaller pyres that will surround the shimmer scaled shaped one. And, you know, some of the other, like Hawks goes out and begins to sort of begin the process of spreading the word to the tribe 
when it will be, reminding them of their responsibilities in the ceremony and all of that sort of stuff. Is there anything else on this day that you all would like to do specifically? Um, not necessarily on this day, but I was just thinking, um, I think while I was watching over Bria um, attuned to the shield, mm-hmm. I think I was, I'm was. i going to use that time to be attentive on her, but also meditate to Denier and kind of um, give thanks and also focus on this is this you know the idea that this is the second key that we've uh, attained i don't know what difference that makes like it's not going to make a difference game wise i think it's just um i think that's something that flick would have done uh to kind of get the ball or you know to kind of communicate to denier that like we're on our way of kind of sure you know attaining our goal sure and and like has been the case since you arrived here the the your connection is more difficult to achieve because you are, you now know, you know, on a different world, but you totally. do still have that connection. You still have access to your spells. Yeah. So there is a, there is a certain sort of feedback that you can get. It's, it's faint and it's certainly not anything uh, as useful as actual words or communication. Yeah. Like a feeling of gratification of, or validation yes, kind of. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I also think that, and, and we'll talk specifics about this a little bit later, but I also think that you can, de- you all can definitely spend part of this day. We'll, we'll spend part of this day as part of your training for fourth level. Um, but we'll talk about what that means later on. Great. So the next day, the so it's another long rest uh, if you need to get hit dice back, because I know we're keeping track of those now. The next day is the day of the ceremony, and it is it is always sort of a long event affair, and uh, this one even more so because it is including additional individuals besides just a single leader. The only thing that I think we've sort of left undecided for sure is whether or not we were going to use, we were going to magically enhance the shaping of the smoke during that part of the ceremony. Is that a thing you guys want to do? Sure. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. I think that's a nice touch. Um, Can I use thaumaturgy for that? (laughs) I I think so. And, And Kit, I don't know what kind of spells you have that might affect that any in any way. Anything that you happened upon um, it looks like it's really just a cantrip that i don't have that would have helped i don't really think uh unless what about this oh druid craft yeah. uh oh you know what you know what i would let mm-hmm. you do actually Ooh, maybe this one well Which that's one? really spelling but i have sky right but that's not with smoke so that's no but that's sort of the one i was i was thinking of letting you hang on a second where uh, it's yeah. a second level yeah that's that's the one i was thinking and and i like it and i, I know technically you cause 10 words to form as part of this in my part of the sky you can see they appear to be made of cloud blah 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 whatever i i think we can adapt that spell uh for this purpose so that you can help flick to shape the so maybe you're the one shaping mm-hmm. the smoke with Skyrite, and Flick is then just adding little touches to it, like maybe the uh, we're, we're making it look like a dragon, right? So yeah. maybe well, and I was going to say, can, well, go I was going to say, like in more of the realm of thaumaturgy, like I'm trying to make it as realistic as possible and kind of like make it more in the, the rules of the book, but like I can make the fire burn brighter, like um, make it roar a little bit louder, so that That's there's exactly more smoke to deal with. And can then you he kind make of the shape Can he make the fire go up the belly of the dragon and come out of the dragon's mouth? 
Sure, because I like all of this. So yeah, sure. I think. Uh, yeah, that's cool. And maybe at the same time as you're saying, like, we'll protect you from the orcs or whatever that the dragon does that. Well, so I think I think because we're expanding these spells just a little bit beyond their normal thing, I think it's going to require all of Flick and Kit's concentration while they're casting these. But one of the other ones of you can be reciting that part of the ceremony okay. when they do that. Yes, great. So the ceremony begins, and all of the. All of the fallen kobolds are brought in and placed on the pyre, and this part of the ceremony is very quiet. They're laid upon them, the fires are started. There are There isn't really a, a sort of kobold equivalent to sort of eulogies given, that's sort of for afterwards. So there is silence until the crackling of the fire begins, sort of the first real sounds during the ceremony. Because Flick and Kit are concentrating on their spellcasting, the rest of you, Bizdira, Bria, Hawks, Varn, Oryx, Dranks, intone the various rites, commending the fallen comrades to the dragon ancestors and their spirits on. And the kobolds begin during all of that. The rest of the tribe circles the various pyres and begins very slowly to move around and to make the sounds and as you all sort of finish up the rites, the movement gets faster and faster, not not running, but it, it moves more quickly, the sounds get louder until Kit uses Skyrite to shape the smoke into the shape of a dragon, Flick uses Thaumaturgy to enhance the fire and when you release the the two of you release your magic. The tribe sort of stops and looks up. And for a brief moment longer than it should have, because when they stop moving normally, the smoke just sort of goes back to what it was doing. But for a brief moment longer, the dragon remains. And there is silence as the smoke then dissipates. And the ceremony concludes. Beautiful. I like it. The at this point, uh, sort of the the tradition. I think at this point, because the ceremony, though it is long, is not really long enough to fully for all of these fires to have fully burned out. They were they were definitely well fueled. So at this point, it's now uh, sort of tradition for kobolds to be able to pay their respects directly to the pyres. Um, obviously, can't get too close because they're quite hot, but they can go up. And in this case, to pay respects not only to Meepo and Tess, but also to their friends and family that were fallen and. And at this point, you know, small groups will get together and and the cobalt equivalent of eulogies and memories and things like that are shared. So, what else? I mean, Bazira would like to I... um, go to every pyre individually and pay respects. I was going to say, I, Flick wants to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think the whole council does, not necessarily together, but you, you notice that each council member has the same idea. Obviously, you know, Drank spends longer with Tess, Hawk spends a little longer with Meepo, but they all make their rounds to each and every pyre. Mm-hmm. All right, so, heavy. These episodes have been heavy. I apologize, but, like, not really, because I also think they've been really lovely. <laughs> yeah, I think they're nice. Um, <laughs> but there are other considerations to be mm-hmm. had, the largest of which is, what's next? 
training? I think that this is a... I think that the four of us should probably take some time to just be the four of us. And like I think so too. Regroup and so I I do think that it is a little bit wakey. Like I think that we probably grab a bottle of wine and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like few. I like awake. Yeah, and have our <laughs> a own bottle of like, wine each. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, and I I still can't get drunk, right? <laughs> you still can't get drunk. <laughs> no, <laughs> still can't. <laughs> It's only been a couple so days. So Kit is pouring the wine for <laughs> I'm just, everyone. I'm like doing shot after <laughs> shot. But like oh respectfully. <laughs> All right. So I'm of forgetting course. why Kit can't get drunk. It was, it was one, one of, of the, the wild sort of magic yeah. effects. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I thought I had on the calendar when you can get drunk again, but I don't know where it is. I, I think it was like somewhere. two weeks like or something, wasn't days. it? It was a long time. It was really a long time. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Okay. Right. And actually, surprisingly for Bria, like I'm not in it to get drunk. I I think it's more just like no, a, yeah, yeah, of course, let's... of course. Um, yeah. But I, the first thing I want to ask Flick is like we'll do our training stuff and all of that because I think that's obviously getting to level four is important. Yeah, yeah um, I think we feel sure. that we need to do that. <laughs> but I want to ask Flick if his because I know he's got the kernels and now I've got the kernel. If if we have since we need four total. If our kernels match up, or if he has one that I don't have and I have one that he doesn't have. Well, if, okay. let's look. Do we want to go ahead and uh, yeah. like sort of use that power? Yeah, I think on so. On our relative scales? Yeah, let's do it. Sorry, just adding Kit can get drunk to the 10th day of the sixth month. <laughs> um, this is today is currently the 30th day, I think. Today is the 30th day of the. Oh, crap, hang on. No, I'm sorry. This is the second day of the sixth month. And you all, you can get drunk again on the 10th day of the sixth month. Oh, she's almost um, <laughs> We'll have a party. Okay, so the two of you both activate the locate object uh, feature of your scales. And you both immediately ping each other, um, which is sort of weird and a little disquieting. Um, but then as you compare notes on the on the additional ping that you have, you both feel very strongly. You describe, and you're pretty sure it's the same one, and that remaining one is far to the southeast. Okay. So I feel like that's really the only thing. Right? Yeah, I guess we have to pursue, because we don't need to go back to the temple, because I think we have a good idea of what we actually need to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, do we know... Well, actually, I think I'm going to go to Hawks, because she seems to be the bearer of much information. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to ask, does she know uh, who like inhabits the southeast of the island? Um, or if there's any anything that she knows about that area? Yeah, she says, well, I can't imagine why you'd want to go there. That's Yuan-T territory. Yeah, of course it is. Shocking! <laughs> Great, shocking. Shocked. <laughs> Shock face right now. Great, so that answers that question. Um, I will relay... What we know to her. She, uh, I mean, the idea of going into Yuan-Ti territory on purpose is just sort of very confusing and horrifying to her, but she understands why I you wa- all feel you need to go. I want to know more about the Yuan-Ti. She only knows so much. I mean, they have mostly sort of left the kobolds alone since since the flight out here and the defeat of of the orcs and the, and the Yuan-Ti with the first Shimmer Skilled Bearer. She just knows that they live, that the southeast of the island is sort of a swampy, marshy area, which uh, lends itself well to their 
culture and their style. There are many different types of Yuan-Ti. Uh, as many, as many different types of orcs as you all saw, there are even more variations on the Yuan-Ti. And if you all remember, you saw like four of them. Yeah. At the temple that first day. They are not to be trifled with. They are, she's unsure of their history, but they are obviously connected in some way to, to serpents and they are reputed to have uh, various powers of poisoning and and things like that. They're they're certainly. She says they. It's good that they have sort of left the kobolds alone because if Hawks had to choose between fighting the orcs and fighting the Yuan Ti, she'd fight the orcs any day. Which makes sense that like in the storyline that as we progressively <laughs> get stronger. <laughs> Look, you quiet. Actually, um, I was thinking this as a total sidetrack because that's what I do. Um. There were no, when we went to the, when we saw them at first, like there were orcs and Yuanti working together, apparently. Together in those robes. But no kobolds there, which I thought was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Kobolds are too passive. I think you could actually bring that up, like speaking player to player, like you could probably bring that up as Bria. Like that's a good point. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll say that. And the only reason I thought of this is because I just listened to that again, and I was like, oh, they were working together, and there's no kobolds. Hawks is really surprised and shocked by the concept of Yuan-Ti and orcs working together. She's a little bit nervous about it, actually, because it's just not a thing that is done, and the idea of the even the remote possibility of the orcs and the Yuan-Ti teaming up against the kobolds is sort of horrifying to her. Um, in terms of why there was no kobold, you know, she she just sort of says, whatever their purpose is, uh, we certainly, you know, we have, because of the origins of, of the kobolds on the last refuge, we have kept to our territory and to ourselves. We have never had any interest or felt safe interacting with the cobalt uh, with the orc and yuanti populations I-, I would be surprised honestly if if the yuanti i wouldn't be surprised if the yuanti hadn't all but forgotten about our existence in the first place i also like i don't think that these are the same orcs and yuanti like i don't think that like they like came together and said like hey i think that this is yeah. something completely i just thought it was really interesting I agree. that there were no cobalt that's my instinct yeah my instinct is that they have sort of like broken off of these other main tribes, I guess, if we're using the, you know, we have the tribe of kobolds, orcs, etc. Yeah, so, so at that, she sort of says, well, uh, no disrespect, but that sort of speculation is not enough for, for me to risk anything on it. But if you all were to find out that that was the case, and that these orcs and Yuan-Ti are somehow separate and less of a threat to the kobolds, then... I do think with the expansion and with the sort of um, growing boldness of the Shimmer Scale tribe, thanks to, in part at least, to you all's, to your leadership, I think that perhaps it is important that we then are represented with this group. She said, if you could ever get confirmation that they are not out to get us, then perhaps that is something that the Kobold should think about doing, is, is sending a representative to be a part of whatever it is that these Yuan-Ti and orcs are doing at that temple, as you call it. So that gives us another option <laughs> besides just going after this key. But I think the key still needs to be the priority. 
What do you think? I think Thoughts? we're gonna have to go back either way once we have the new key. So it's like let's do yeah, that so when it's, we get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also and the, the temple. Let me just say that yeah. the temple is to the southeast. It's not exactly like straight line on the way. You would have to detour a little bit, but it is in the general direction if you wanted to make a a brief detour over to the temple if you were gonna go tracking the key. Just an option, not a anything else. I also just saw. I found my note for what this other key is that the Yuan-Ti have, and it's mind control, and I'm really scared. <laughs> I mean, yes, you should be. It's mind control, and mind control is never a good yeah, that, thing, but... Well, unless no, we're No, that doesn't it, but. please me. <laughs> no, just saying. Oh my god, the idea of, of Bizdira having the ability to control other creatures' minds is both amazing <laughs> and horrifying we, to me. Can we, like, vote now that Kit is gonna get that one? No, yes. <laughs> no one is gonna die. <laughs> Especially when they need They're- to die. <laughs> also, also to be clear, like it's it's enchantment based, not like complete and utter mind flare esque mind control. I want it. it- <laughs> I would use it for the good of our people. Just saying, Biz does have some morals. Just <laughs> her own morals. Oh, she does. She does. All right. Uh, okay, so those are the things that you've thought about. You've now identified the location of the third key. Hawks mentions to you that there are certain decisions that need to be made. Um, if you all are going to leave, which I think everyone sort of expects, and she has spoken with Varn, because she did expect you all to leave, and she's spoken with Varn, and he still doesn't love it, but he is he is on board with you all leaving and taking the Shimmer Scale with you at this point. He has seen the importance of you all going out and doing what it is that you need to do, and he's also seen that ultimately the Shimmer Scale is not what protects the tribe. It is the tribe mm-hmm. itself that has grown and learned, and you all are a big part of that, but so are the kobolds. It um, was in the so, time, the power to do. <laughs> this is so cute. <laughs> do they all get I to know, level right? to four too because they've grown so much? <laughs> it's cute that you think that they were third level kobolds. Anyway, <laughs> um, so she says, you know, that's that's all fine and was expected, but we're also now, so, you know, we were expecting to be a council of eight, but we're now a council of six because yeah. we've lost two. And so there are decisions to be made about whether they shall be replaced or or since you all are leaving and there won't be an imbalance in the various parties anyway, whether we can just leave it at six for now. There's There are things to be decided. But she also recognizes that you two that you all are probably in a hurry. And if you want to, you know, if you need to, whatever you all need to do and as quickly as you need to do it is fine. So with all of that, what are you all doing? Well, I think we need to take a couple of days to um, practice, meditate, etc. So okay. that we can gain and during our- that time, you can participate in the discussions about cool. what's going to happen with the council. Okay, so let's do this then. Uh, let's go around and talk about what you're doing over the next couple of days to level to four. Who's ready to start? Um, I have an idea. I would... Great, I love that. Tell and me, And you Kit. can tell me whether this is cool or not, but I would really like to spend some time, um, like, gathering herbs and making potions and uh, stuff for the group, and like, but, like, doing it out in nature so I can, like, be practicing that skill specifically. Absolutely. So I think that that will be, can be part of your uh, Mm -hmm. level training. Absolutely. You will need to spend time doing other things because you also, you get an additional second level slot and you get your ability score increase or or your feet, rather. You took a feat, right? And also Um, more wild shapes. 
Yay. And also yes. more wild shapes? <laughs> well, not more like slots, but oh. more like fun things I can turn into. So I'm going to want to practice oh, turning. Oh, because you yes. can swim now. Because <laughs> you can swim now. Okay, so all of that will also take yep. up some of the time. So I'll say if you're spending two, because all of you need to spend two days leveling. So I'll say that one day of that can be spent towards creating potions, Love gathering it. things and creating potions. Um, and you and I can can deal with that, with the mechanics of that Great. in a moment. But I absolutely think that's what you're doing. I think it's exploring mm-hmm. nature, gathering herbs, practicing your brewing, spending more time in these new Swing. wild shapes, uh, and just sort of generally attuning to nature in a deeper way to allow you a little bit more of that magic all right i love that who's next uh, okay i'll go um great tell me Bizdir. i mean i'm gonna spend it the same way so i'm probably gonna find a room to myself for a day and just spend it training kicking the crap out of a wall and um meditating and playing my banjo <laughs> okay great so i think that's all awesome especially for your ability score improvement you also at fourth level though get slow mm-hmm. fall so tell me how you're training to get this slow fall uh Oh, oh, so exciting. Oh. Okay, so I'm going to spend my time trying to do that, like, run up the wall and backflip. And every time I, like, okay. fail doing it, I s- keep slowing down. Like, I, I, like, tighten up to try to, like, slow myself down as I fall. Great. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, I think you begin to learn that. The thing about the monk slow fall is that it's not magical, right? right? So it's exactly what you said. Like, it's partly, like, how you hold your body. It's partly being able to, like, use like the wall that you're trying to jump off of and any other, any other like structures in the nearby area to sort of slow yourself down as you fall. So there's all these different things mm-hmm. that you do. And I think that's great. I think you're trying so hard to learn to run up walls and you can't quite manage it, but you figure out how to yeah. fall more slowly so you don't keep hurting yourself. That's exactly what I do. I love that. All right. Bria and Flick, who's next? Uh, I can go. Okay, go ahead. Um, So speaking like mechanic wise i went ahead and increased my wisdom so i guess for that i'm just meditating praying i would build another um uh sort of like makeshift altar to denier with a candle you know that kind of thing um just sort of your typical clericy things but then i also gain a new cantrip and i've chosen toll the dead so i'm thinking i love that cantrip i know me too um so i'm thinking for flick he's never really um had access to much necrotic energy before he's always dealt in light and um and denier is sort of like truth you know it's very like ethereal and you know somewhat artistic actually Mm-hmm. So I think for him, he's going to focus um, sort of on like a little bit of darker energy um, and how that kind of relates to Denier and his goal. And I don't know, a lot of it's a lot of like ethereal nonsense, but it's cleric so. No, yeah. I like it. I like it. And you all can sort of hear from the room where, where Flick is training, you can hear like every now and again, this weird bell rings and it's it's super creepy to hear. Yeah, he would definitely practice. Like it's sort of like he yeah. is trying to get the hang of that and sort of like it's kind of uncomfortable for him i think um because sure. he's always dealt with light and fire and something that's very um it's less tactile i think it's more eerie and kind of weird so um sure. yeah all right so bria last one um i just realized something too which is different so i'll have to add that um okay so i was purposely waiting for flick because i kind of want to use him for mine um okay so i uh took a point of intelligence, which is my spellcasting modifier. Um, yeah. So I really would like to spend some time, like, kind of studying magic with Flick. Um, 
and just like having him kind of help me through some of the things that I like can't get past. Um, since sure. he's underground and Kit is above ground, turning into all sorts of different creatures. So there's that. So I want to do that. And then I also took um, Constitution, um, which I really think I want to be like uh, training myself like as hard as possible to the point where I'm going to like throw up or like get sick or something and then just like keep continuing past it and just like pushing myself like a little bit too far um, to build that. But then I just realized, so I get... um, an extra spell slot, but I just realized I get an extra spell too. Um, so I just need to figure out what spell I'm going to take. Okay, and I believe it needs to be an enchantment or an illusion spell. Ooh, Ooh those are fun. Yeah, so when you, you when you learn a spell, except for 8th, 14th, and 20th level, those levels you can learn whatever you want, but every other time you learn a new spell, it's got to be enchantment or illusion. And this one needs to be a first level because you've still only got first level slots, right? Yeah. Okay, so some interesting options. Uh, let's see, what are we thinking? Anything look nice to you? I'm looking kind of under the bard spells, because that seems to make the most sense for enchantment and illusion, right? Uh, well, they have to be wizard. They have to be wizard, wizard spells. Wizard spells, okay. So enchantment and illusion ones that you have, that you have access to, that you don't already have, are, let's see, color spray or Tasha's hideous laughter. Oh, yeah, let's just take that, because... <laughs> the other ones, just so you know, uh, illusory script, silent image, sleep... And that's all. Um, I think you chose good. I think you chose yeah, well. I mean, if like, you want that one. Just just for the sheer um, fun of Tasha's hideous laughter. I love that spell. So okay. So you know, you now know Tasha's hideous laughter. Okay. So that's how you train working with with Flick. Your magic is very different to his, but I think you can still learn some things from him and and sort of get going. And that's how you all spend the next couple of days. And then after that, is the plan to head off to the southeast, or is there something else? Um, I think we're good with leaving... Uh, okay, are we good with leaving the council as they are? Yeah, kind yeah of I think so. I think yeah. they sort of seem happy Great. with six, rather than trying to bring someone new in, because you all are going, so there won't be an imbalance in your party's favor. Yep. They're okay with six, with three and three. I love that. Okay, so the next day, you leave the tunnels and head out. And there is this time you you leave with a bit more dignity uh, and frankly, a bit more ceremony. Now that you have the the backing of the full council, they sort of it's nothing elaborate, but they sort of have a, a small sort of gathering to send you all off properly. And is there anything else? Is there anything that you guys need from them before you head out or would like to maybe take? Biz, did you take that dagger? Yeah, I took the dagger. Cool. We, I wrote it down and then said we need to remember it. And if you wouldn't have said this, I wouldn't have remembered it. Um, I'm going to take a short bow from them. Oh, yes. Definitely. They they provide you with a short bow and plenty of arrows. Um, Great. Um, So you know when you're wielding the short bow, you will, I mean, you, you can still have the buckler, the, the fire shield uh, strapped to your arm, but you won't have its AC bonus when you're using your short bow because that requires two hands. Just so you know. Got it. Okay. Um, I know RX probably hasn't been making potions, but if he has anything he wants to give to me, I'll take them. He might be able to provide you with some ingredients for some of the things that you want to make, which you and I can, like I said, discuss. Um, sure. Great. Sounds in good. In a moment. <laughs> but yeah, he'll. in addition to whatever you find, he'll provide you with some additional cool. ingredients. Okay. So with all of that in hand, with and a bit of ceremony, you all leave the Shimmer Scale Tunnels and begin your trek to the southeast to Yuan-Ti territory, and hopefully to the third key. And you haven't made it very far Mm. from the tunnels themselves when the earth shakes. 
and you look up, and the sky flashes to a pure blue. Not like a blue sky, but like the color of deep, crystal clear water. And there is a sort of strange rumbling coming from the east. And those of you who have access to magic feel something very strange happen to your connection to to certain aspects of magic, though specifically what it is, you're not sure. And the kobolds see this change and feel the earth shake, and they know that something large and important has happened. But what it is, we'll have to wait to find out, because that is where we're going to leave it for this week and for this season, season two of The Last Refuge. (sighs) Thanks so (laughs) much. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out, well, probably not what that was, unless the players can piece it together, because I'm not just going to tell you. Really? Uh, also to find out how their trip to the Yuan-Ti territory goes. Just a nice if you enjoyed trip, your list- we packed our bags, we made an itinerary, it's just going to be great. <laughs> if you enjoyed your listening experience, it would be, what is it, Flick? Uh, it would be sweet if you could leave us a review, because... That increases our uh, placement <laughs> on the sites it's where okay. you find okay. your oh, podcast. It's okay. We just we really just needed sweet. It'd be sweet. Oh, okay. It's if you can leave sweet. a review. <laughs> yeah. On iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you download your podcast from. The more five star ratings and reviews we get, the better our placement on those sites, and the better our placement, the more people will get to listen. We can also always get more people to listen as you recommend us. We don't spend any money on advertising, so the word of mouth is our best way to increase our listenership. So tell your friends. You do still have time to write a review for the show and get entered into our raffle to win some of the Last Refuge swag. All you've got to do is leave us a review on iTunes and you will be automatically entered to win. We will announce those winners on our one-year anniversary episode, so stay tuned for that. Remember that you can reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at at dndlastrefuge. That's at d, the letter n, d, last refuge. We'd love to have you follow us, chat with us, let us know what you think of the show. If you do tweet at us or tweet about us, be sure to use the hashtag Happy gaming, y'all, so that we don't miss it, and neither do any of our other fans. You can, of course, also get in touch with us by emailing us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. We also have a website with character and player bios and a calendar of what conventions the Last Refuge team is going to be attending this summer. We also put any fan art of the show that we receive up on our website as soon as we can. So we've got stuff up there right now by Nat Rose, the awesome artist who did our character sketches and recently did an action shot of the party. We also want to have a little shout out to a fan of ours who just sent us a piece last week. Henry, thank you so much for that beautiful drawing of Kit as the dire wolf with wings. You can find his art up on our website as well. That address is www.dndlastrefuge.com. Speaking of gaming conventions, the first con for us is coming up in just two weeks. Flick and I are going to be attending Origins Game Fair in Columbus, Ohio. So if you're going to be there or you know folks that are going to be there, come find us, say hi, let us know to find you while we're there. And we would absolutely love to. Absolutely. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Biz Dira. Kid. Bria. And Flick. (laughs) Happy gaming, (laughs) y'all. I get so self-conscious when you do that.